Hey everybody and welcome to a new episode of Honest Pod in the new year and I'm Ashton McAllister and I'm Matthew Ali and yeah here we go first episode of 2019 oh, no. I really had to fight the July, June or July last year uh late June okay so not full season, but still that's a lot that's quite a lot to be honest you must have quite a few episodes I think we're on 22 or 23 now crazy crazy yeah. Wow. Um, how was Christmas and New Year's, Ashley? Um, Christmas and New Year's were peachy. They, I was just, I didn't ever feel like Christmas. What no kept, like Christmas? I don't know. I just kept waiting to feel festive, and I didn't this year. And I did early on. I did sort of like when we were decorating the house um, at the end of November. But then I don't know. Just as soon as December hit, I was just like, no. I'm not feeling it. And I sort of, I'd go down and um, see uh, my friend, the Henry's, John Henry's family. Oh, yeah, of course. And that's usually the weekend before Christmas, wherever it falls. And um, I thought maybe this is the weekend that it's all going to get festive. Came up and, nope, started cooking. Still, no, didn't feel festive. Felt a bit festive on Christmas Day, but was too busy cooking, so I was, didn't really have time to appreciate it. But there was of Christmas things like normally you'd feel like Christmas music everywhere and uh, I don't yeah. know just felt like it'd be like an overload but I, I agree with you like I didn't really see or feel maybe it's also the temperature was a bit warmer as well so it never really felt cold and crispy just it was warm it was warm yeah, yeah. I could go out and like a jumper and a hoodie instead of like a big coat and like scarf and stuff like it was really 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 warm. yeah I've not had to wear a coat yet I don't mm. wear a coat anyway, I suppose, but because you drive so there's no need but I did say I will say this I know I was slating you for your, like your terrible terrible meals that you seem to post on um, Instagram but your Christmas dinner looked divine it was man it really did it was another level what did you have remind me what you had <laughs> um, so we had our turkey which was turkey's the worst um, but you put it in brine I brine it yeah I brine it overnight oh my god so in the brines, like sugars and salts and spices, and it doesn't like it doesn't leave the turkey like sugary or salty or spicy. It just leaves it sort of full flavored. It's very like it's weird to describe, but it, it and it keeps it, it like it keeps it moist. It doesn't make it yeah. It doesn't dry it out or anything. It's so good. Have you done that before? Yeah, why well, did it? Well, anytime I cook food, it's done properly. Like. <laughs> Oh, mum cooked New Year and I laid into her pretty hard. But and then I roasted it in maple syrup and butter, which left it all nice and glazed. And oh, so good! Then we had we had ham, which mum did, which was just boiled ham. Um, <laughs> ham. Mum, honestly, well, you know, you could have like glazed it in honey, and you could have or salt or pepper. You could have seasoned it, or yeah. you know, you could have tried, but no, just in the saucepan and boil it up. Then the the best thing we made this year, which is my first year making it, and it's like everybody loved it, was cranberry stuffed rolled pork. Oh, which oh my god! So it, it was like a it was pork loin that we just flattened down, okay. and we just kind of roll. We we made what I we um did like a bacon and cranberry spice stuffing which we just layered in the middle, rolled it up, wrapped it in bacon and cooked in the oven. Oh, it was so oh good. And then we made gingerbread stuffing, which is rather than normal bread, you just make it with like, you know, like Jamaica ginger cake with some apples and bacon. And it was, oh my God, it was yummy as well. Why did you say we? You and your mum were doing it together. I say we because mum was in the kitchen when I did it, but um, she didn't, she didn't protect. I wouldn't let her near the stuff when I'm making that sounds amazing. Honestly, what else? Oh yeah, the mum made New Year's dinner, and I said I wasn't going to cook for New Year, and she was like, "Right, well, I'll cook." Is that normally a traditional meal that someone would do? I don't, I don't see the point of it, but we've always sort of had a Christmas Day dinner and then New Year's Day dinner, but I, I didn't care. Um, but we had roast, we had beef. We usually have beef on New Year's Day, and it was, it was cooked. You know, we were supposed to. 
we were supposed to slow cook it, like so was, you know, so you get you know you get the beef that then falls apart when you eat it. Yeah, we were supposed to do that, but I said I wasn't going to cook, so mom didn't want to get up early to do it because you have to put it in like really early, so it's cooked in time. Um, so we had just basically roast beef, um, and she burnt she burnt some stuff. Um, <laughs> she she said. We sat there and we ate, and I was like sort of picking through it. And she's like, is it okay? And I'm like, yes, mom, it is okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's okay. Um, she said, well, what did you have done differently? And I was like, well, I would have not been lazy and got up at six o'clock and put it in the slow cooker. Um, I would have done the potatoes with rosemary i would have <laughs> listed all of stuff she was is there anything you like and i was like the gravy i made the gravy so <laughs> i was like i like the gravy so she so not do anything on new year's eve new year's eve no i don't new year's eve is just another night for me i don't really i mean i was entertained on new year's eve i had a very entertaining text come through not long after the new for year. me yeah what did i write i can't even remember now Oh, were you, were you drunk or just you can't remember? I was, of course I was drunk. Oh, you're in for a treat. Yeah. It says something like, oh, you're a dick or something. I'm doing all right. Nope. Oh, I said we're amazing friends. Yeah. That's a really good thing. It was a lovely thing. It was the, the thing before that, though, that made me chuckle. What nearly gets me every time. I'm a mess. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you're <good. laughs> um, Anyway, for those that are listening, like we had, a couple of years ago, we had a New Year's. We probably mentioned it, isn't it? Like where like, I was inconsolable at one New Year's Eve, and I get really emotional around that time anyway. And then <sighs> I disappoint because you know why? Like we were, we went to this house in Surrey, and then one of the guys, like I went there, and Adam was there as well, my ex, and like you know we get on really well, but it's been a very hard year for both of us, right? And one of them was like oh, why don't we do it for fun? And no one even wants to do this, but he was like, why don't we do, um, what was the best thing that's happened to you in 2018? And then what are your goals for 2019? And it was hard to put it in context when like, me and Adam were like sitting across from each other, you know, oh. about the, one of the most difficult years that we've ever had. I know for me it has been anyway. I didn't come up with anything. And I, even that, that made it even worse. I was like, oh my God. Like, you know, it's, it's been that bad. Like you couldn't think of anything. I did manage to think of something which was good, but yeah, that got me really emotional. So I was like, Mm. I didn't cry that much. Did I cry? I teared up a little bit. You must have. You've te- you're texting me saying you're a mess. Or you just, do you I mean, mean? I wasn't crying though because I was messaging. I was just emotional anyway. So I messaged like my mum and then like um, my older brother actually. I sent him a nice, hopefully, text message just saying like he's doing really well at the moment. Like him and his son and stuff. And I just want. I told him we spent time chatting over Christmas, and I just told him, you know, we had a great relationship growing up. But I told him that I'm really proud of him. For- oh he's doing and he's doing really really well honestly you know about the history i think a little bit about my family my brother mm-hmm. changed his life around he's doing incredibly well and he's taking care of his son he's taking care of his body um he's just doing awesome. yeah so that's going well um the thing i did say the best thing about my 2018 when we were asked was uh, the relationship with my mum the fact mm-hmm. that so much and that we're getting on really really well um this year has changed us a lot because we've had a lot of deep conversations. We've been very open with each other and our relationship is better than it's ever been. That's brilliant. Yeah. So that was a good thing about that. But I was a hot mess when I messaged you. But I didn't mm-hmm. cry. Oh, uh, well, I thought you were crying. When you said you are a mess, I thought you were like... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I would have sent you a video. <laughs> you didn't send me a video. I would have sent you a video if oh, okay, I yeah, was. Yeah. <laughs> so historically, the story is... We were at a party in London, well, it must have been about three or four years ago. Um, it was five years ago. It was five years ago because we both had just broken up with people. Um, and we were on the balcony and you just started crying. And I just wanted to get the camera out so badly just to record you crying on New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> and we were all on this balcony, I thought. And it was just, I remember the time it was just me and you and I was like, okay, not a good time to be crying New Year's Eve over a balcony. <laughs> like, right, we'll just take him inside. <laughs> take him inside. Oh, that's not what you thought. No, I didn't think that. Well, for a slight second, I thought. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not that dramatic. I think the best thing for me, 2018, is 
I know we talk about it all the time. Oh my god, I knew he was gonna say it. I know you knew I was gonna say it. The gym. Oh no, I was gonna say my face. Oh, I, I wouldn't say it now because I can see your face now. It's shining, shining like a diamond. It is. It is the gym. <laughs> um, I've thoroughly enjoyed getting back into the gym. Um, yeah, and I'm You're obsessed with it. Boy. Like every weekend, you just like see like pictures of you and posts of you with like your gym buddies and going for coffees and exercising all the time. And I'm like, oh my god. It's look. There's worse things to be doing. It's healthy, but yeah. Before we get into the thing, we do have to give a shout out because Mickey, who runs our gym, Mickey Walsh, who I tag a lot in our stories, um, he did a he shared honest pod on his Instagram, and off the back of it, we got a few more listens. Um, people who are following us who weren't following us before. So, thanks very much, Mickey. Thank you, Mickey. I know he'll appreciate it. Oh, that's what came into my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know the song? You must do, right? I know the song, yeah. No, I'm just not going to sing about Mickey Walsh because he's not, his head's big enough as it is. Okay. I wasn't going to say he's so fine. It was, anyway. <laughs> well, why don't we get into our topics? Let's get in. <laughs> Why don't you go first? No, you go first. Yours is more exciting. It is. So, I want to talk about this before Christmas, but then forgot about it. But luckily it's come up again because mm. you might have seen um, about the Oscars and Kevin Hart was there to, he, he was picked at the end of the, the beginning of December to be the host for the Oscars for yeah. April. And then two days later, uh, tweets, past tweets of his had come up. Um, they put... Um, in 2000, between 2010 and 2011, um, and they were quite homophobic tweets, mm. right? And so these would all come up on Twitter by a bunch of like reporters in the media and stuff. And then he decided, he, well, he was asked, he was asked by the academy to apologize or they'd have to find someone else to host the Oscars. For him, hosting the Oscars was like a big dream. You know, the Oscars are looking to be more diverse over, like, a couple of things. You know, like, Oscar bit, the Oscars being too white. He would yeah. be both African-American to host the Oscars in its entirety. Yep. It's quite a big thing. But he didn't want to... Well, first he said he didn't want to apologise. And so he stepped down. Yeah. These tweets are from, you know, well, up to 10 years ago, like, his jokes and stuff like that. Have you seen any of the tweets? Um, yeah, I was going to say, one of the... the I mean, they are pretty nasty. The one, I think the one that sticks out with a lot of people um, is the one where he said if his son was gay, he would beat him up or something like along those lines. I'm not too sure word for word what it was, but... Yeah, he said, yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say in my voice, stop, that's gay. I think that's really harsh. Oh, massively harsh. That's horrible, yeah. There's one that says, why does this person's profile pic look like a gay billboard for AIDS? And then there's another that says, why does at this person have so many pictures of me in his phone? What are you, some type of fat fag that takes pics of small black men all day? So they're pretty vile, right? They are vile. So he stepped down. You know, he got slated for it. Then recently it came back up because he, ha- he was on Ellen. He was on the Ellen show in America. You know, she's an openly lesbian woman. She's got her own sort of troubles. And she is, a, you know, someone who is... She's a good representative, generally, of like the, the troubles and coming through as a gay person. Because originally she had a show when she, you know in the nineties, she decided to come out as gay, and then they cancelled the show, and then she was out of work for a couple of years because of yeah. it. And but she's, she's she's also a trailblazer for anyone in the industry who is gay. Um, like she led the way. Um, like I, I remember the very funny conversation she had with the guy who plays Jack on Will and Grace where he was like, so he said something like, or oh, our show did this. And she's like, well, if it wasn't for me doing this, you wouldn't have a job. <laughs> I was like, well, on the show, she did that on the talk show. She did in the talk show, yeah. yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite, I mean, it's quite a big deal, I would say, that like, out of all the shows that he'd gone to talk about, because he hadn't said anything. He, mm. 
said was, it's like, I've apologized enough and enough in the past and I don't want to keep apologizing. And his excuse for not saying anything sooner, which not that I can kind of understand, but I think when people come out of things quite quickly and quite often people will say things that are, I don't want to say misinterpreted, but somehow it can be twisted into ways that maybe they don't mean, you know, because it's quite quickly after. Sometimes, from a, I guess from a PR perspective, you need to really consider what you say. Yeah. But he'd taken quite a long time because he hadn't spoken about anything really until this interview, apart from a tweet being like he apologises for what he has already apologised. Although it wasn't really an apology. He said it was, I'm sorry. He wouldn't say those jokes anymore because people weren't as sensitive back then which in some people's eyes doesn't seem like an apology or if it is an apology, it's very weak because it's not so much, I'm sorry for the impact that my words may have on the community, but yeah. people are sensitive. I know not to say it to not upset people, which is slightly different, I guess. It's a non-apology. Yeah. Yeah. At first I was like, well, you know, like people do grow up, you know, people do grow up. People do grow up. They do learn. They do deserve an opportunity to, not necessarily keep on apologizing and go over their past, but if you've made mistakes, it shouldn't be held against you for the rest of your life completely, potentially, depending on what it is, but maybe in this instance. And when I watch the Ellen show, like I'm quite easily, easily swayed and I like Ellen. I actually like Kevin Hart in, in the things that he's in. And, you know, he's saying like, he didn't want the Oscars to be about him. He didn't want the whole to be overshadowed and those that win awards to not get the recognition, but actually just talking about him. And the reason why he didn't want to is that he didn't it's not that he didn't want to apologize he didn't want to apologize again he's been apologizing but actually no one can find these apologies they can't actually find these apologies that he says apart from i apologize for being for others being so sensitive which and is not in one interview he was like oh well you know funny is funny and jokes are jokes he might have been apologizing again and again but i don't know if he's actually apologized well i mean he says he has but um I mean, I've not actively looked for the apology, but if anything, I don't, I'm a, I, I agree with you. I'm a firm believer that depending on each, each case is individual and you have to just judge it as it is. But if you've made it, if you said something 10 years ago, it doesn't hold up the same today. Um, and I think it's unfair to hold him to messages he said, as vile as they are. I think what he needs to say is what he said in that Ellen interview is what his apology should have been. It's like, yes, said these things 10 years ago. I've evolved. I've spent those 10 years dedicating to make change and make it better. Um, not to say it's one and all, but as a, like, as a black man as well, you know, people who is marginalized, he should, you know, I always think the people who are marginalized should stick together. For sure. Um, 100%. Yeah. So he should, he should know, what it's like to be, or especially his, his history of the, of the culture, of the black culture. He should know what it was like to be a victim. Um, mm. Know that it's not okay to be made fun of and the stuff he wrote about his son, that's all just disgusting. If anything, I think he should use this opportunity as a teaching moment um, to say, look, what he said in the Ellen interview was what his apology should have been, not like, I'm sorry that people are so sensitive. But she's getting a lot of black for it. Sorry? She's getting a lot of flack for the interview herself. Yeah, well, she then, she apparently f- called up the Academy, the Oscars, and said, look, I think Kevin should be a great host. And mm. they said that, oh, we think it was a big misunderstanding. Um, the communication must have broken down or whatever it might have been. So I guess potentially in the future he might be a host. Um, well, they haven't announced anyone else so far. I thought he, they announced a duo, like Sandra O. Oh. I thought that was announced. No, she did Golden Globes. Is she doing the Oscars as well? So oh, did she do the Golden Globes? She just did the Golden Globes with um, Adam Sandberg. Ah, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah, so at the moment, as far as I'm aware, they haven't announced someone to do the Oscars. And obviously from the Ellen show, they said like, oh, they're still, you know, potentially they're holding out for the decision that he's making. And actually it's on him. And he's saying he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to tarnish like, the Oscars and the focus not to be on him. And at this point in time, he doesn't see that he will do it himself. And this I kind of agree with, because I think he should be given a platform, an opportunity to speak. And it's a good, obviously, PR move to then go to a show that's hosted by a lesbian woman um, who is a trailblazer, who stands by him. She stood up for him and she said, I believe you should host it. She said, you know, we should block out all the haters that brought out all these tweets 
because he said it's a personal attack. Mm. Um, because he's like, it's just, it's not coincidental that two days after, well, a day after this is announced, all of these tweets come out. Yeah. Because she didn't ask him enough probing questions. Yeah, she, I, I guess, I mean, I didn't get to watch the whole interview, but I guess she could have been a bit more like, well, why would you say that? Or she didn't ask any questions. It was just him speaking. Yeah, I, yeah I've seen that bit. Um, but Ellen is also one of those ones, like, as much as I love her, um, she's, she's so unoffensive. Mm. She's not, you, I don't, I can't think of any interview that I've heard of Ellen actually asking those hard to ask questions. Yeah, because I guess she's not necessarily a, a media type. She's not a reporter. Like, she's not there to probe, mm. talk and to chat, isn't it? And give people an opportunity to... But Oprah, Oprah would ask those questions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, historically, not saying that her show should be... You see her own show, you can do what you want with it. But, like, as a representative of, like, the like, community, is it her responsibility to ask him those questions about why he said those things and what his beliefs are now? Um, or for him to publicly apologise and also ask why he's apologising? Because he hasn't asked why he's apologising. Yeah, I don't think it's her... I don't, I don't, I don't think she counts for every single LGBT person in the world. I think it's her show and she can ask and she can take whatever view she wants. I just, like... I don't find Kevin Hart that funny. I think he's funny. <laughs> I think I've heard about two short jokes from him, and then after that, everything else is just a short joke that just falls flat. Mm. Um, I think he's. Like, I watched him in that Jumanji film not that long ago. I know yeah. he was good in it. He was good in it, but it was short joke here, short joke there, overreaction here, overreaction. And, uh, I don't think he's that great. I'm sure he's a great guy, and maybe I've just not seen enough of his work, but. Anything I do see is just a short joke, and I don't really think the Oscars should be about short jokes. I mean, there's so many other people you could get to do it. Well, apparently not. Apparently, it's the the Maybe nobody, nobody wants to do it. Did you hear? Did you read that? No, I, I just I know I didn't, but I just imagine that it's so taboo now. You don't want to do it. Like, there's so many straight white straight white men. I think would be good, like Steve Martin or Martin Short, some of the old comedians of yesteryear. But people are turning it down. Oprah's never done it. She turned it down. A whole bunch of people, um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, turned it down, even though they did the Golden Globes. People are saying no to it. It's actually really hard to find someone to do the job. Jeez. Yeah. I think because it's got, like, the reputation now of not being so open and diverse and things like that. Um, so that's why, you know, someone like Kevin Hart would be ideal, but you don't want someone who then seems to represent one thing, but then, you know, discriminate against another. When I first went into it, especially when I saw the interview, I was swayed and I was like, you know, he shouldn't have to keep on apologizing and be sorry for what he'd done in his past. You know, your past is your past. You learn from those things. I think the issue is, is and um, one thing that I would say you should watch, it is 10 minutes long, um, is someone on CNN called Don Lemon is a news anchor. Yeah, I know him. And he's a gay black man and he talks about it and it is the most interesting take on what has happened so far. And he doesn't think it's enough to just say you're sorry, potentially, and that's it. But actually, you need, for there to be change and for you to truly sort of, I guess, learn from it is to be an ally and actually show what you're doing within the community. 100%. I agree. Because at this point, he's saying, I ignored the first time. He said he, Kevin Hart ignored the, when it happened, ignored it because he doesn't feel like he needs to apologize. That was his first reaction. No. Yeah. I don't want to apologize again. But he ignored it, then said he didn't want to apologise again, but didn't really apologise. And there's no, nothing to say that he's done anything within the actual community to say, you know what, I understand the impact of the kind of words I would say, and that I'm an ally. Yeah. I don't, think, you know, I, I, don't I, I, I don't believe that he's done anything that he can to support our community. He says he, says he has in the 10 years since he made it, but I mean, I've not seen it, but... He's, he, that's what he says in the Ellen mm. apology, like when he's, when he's talking to Ellen, he says all that. But I, like, like I said, it's what he says there that should be his apology, not on the, the Ellen show. Yeah, on the Ellen show. Like, he's, like what he said there. But he did um, say he was sorry on it. Yeah. I, I'm also, I'm not a fan of the mob mentality either. Like, I'm not a big fan of the whole thing, like the world we live in now is it, picking people apart and then the flash that comes with the, you know, just all these people jump on it. And 
make a massive deal out of something. This is, this, I mean, this is quite significant because it's the, one of the biggest televised things in the world. Well, it's getting less and less now. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the thing is, like, and I think he's done the right thing by saying if he did do it now, it would be more about him and less about the art, which mm. is a good point to make. We're just going to have to ask you and me to do it, I think. Oh, my God. Would you do it? I would turn it down. I'd do it. Of course you would. You're a white cisgender male. Mm-hmm. But no, I need to represent for the black LGBT. I don't know if I, well, I don't know why people turn it down. I don't know what's happened for people to be like, maybe it's the fact that it's got this reputation of being very, um, why you're asking why white people are turning down people in general, not just white people, but all their white people are like hosts in general. White people are scared. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want to do anything at the minute. They don't want to step out of line. I will say like, um, I think, I do think Ellen should have asked some questions about what happened. I know that like you stick by your friends and if it's your friends with it and stuff, but you need to dig a little bit deeper. He needs an opportunity to speak. Mm. If he's going to, you know, he needs to put himself in an, a position where someone will. Yeah. Cause he went into a position where, you know, it was only his voice being heard and no one's actually questioned him on, on what has happened. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. he sort of sent out a response Basically, still saying the same thing. We need to learn. You know, we're not going to get it straight away. Uh, not to an Instagram, a post. But no one's, he's not given someone the opportunity to actually genuinely ask him about how he's helped, if he believes he should. And also, does he want his children? How would he feel about if his children were to be gay now? If he said he's changed in the way that he has in the past 10 years, how would he feel now? Like he should, like he, he should be saying, obviously, I don't think that, or if, that, if that's what he believes. What, that he just doesn't want his children to be gay? Well, I, obviously, I, in my head, when he, in his apology, he should be saying, obviously, if my son was gay, I wouldn't be slapping him about. Absolutely. And you could say it would be difficult for you, but I think someone should ask him that question. Yeah, totally. To be honest. Because um, he calls the media trolls and like, um, says that if he, do, if he hosts... If he has a few response to them that he's just feeding the trolls and that the media people are trolls and they're just trying to, they're trying to ruin his career and his character. But as I would say, well, the media had only unveiled what he'd already said. They didn't write it for him. But then someone needs to work to go and find the information, you know, from like, you know, about someone. They'd have to go out of their way to look for something to see whether they've done something. That would be at a targeted, you'd be targeted. That's what he looks for, right? What he should have done is if he was like, I don't want to apologize again because I feel like I've already done it. Here's the proof. But he didn't even do that. And then to just, sorry? What he sees as an apology is just saying, I would never say those jokes again because people are sensitive. Yeah. You're not saying the jokes because you don't believe them. You're saying the jokes because you don't want to to keep your paycheck. Can you say, because one of his lines is, I don't want my children, I don't want my sons to be gay, but I'm not homophobic. Can, can, can that be true? I think it can be true. But I think it's a mis... In my head, it's a misguided opinion. I think... I think a lot of people would think it's easier being straight than it is being gay, and I'm, I, I would say it definitely is. 100%. Um, so if you were saying it from, I want my kid to have an easy, easy life and not have to face unnecessary hurdles, maybe I don't think it's right. I, as a gay guy and who's got a good career, I've done quite well for myself. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's homophobic. I think it's just ignorant to say something like that. Potentially. I'm not, like, you don't need to be homophobic to say that statement, but it would be informed to say, like... No, I think I agree with you. You can be homophobic and say, I don't want my son to be gay. But you can... Oh, you can, def- you can definitely be homophobic and say that, but if you say it, it doesn't necessarily make you homophobic. Mm. But it's a very thin, 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 thin veiled line. I mean, I have everything. Even... Well, I mean, we are gay people. You can live a very good life. The best? I think so. So it's not that deep. 
Oh, imagine being like in Africa and something being gay, like in some of these countries. I'd have such a good tan. <laughs> That's a really bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been tan. It'd be sunny, right? Um, you'd probably also be thrown off a building for being. Oh, yeah. You have to keep it in secret. In that instance, I would say fair enough. You know, if you're in like places where it's illegal to be gay. To then, my ex, we were together. He wanted us to move to Dubai as a couple. Why? Um, he just, I think he went out and seen what good way of life they had and you had to pay zero tax. And he's like, oh, we can move out there. And I'm like, yeah, but this is when we're five years into our relationship as well. And I was like, yeah, but we wouldn't be able to be a couple. He goes, yeah, we would, but we just have to keep it secret. And I'm like, I'm not going back in the closet for anyone. I'm sorry, but it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, That's hard work. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we'd have to be housemates. And I'm like, no, because I'd always be looking over my shoulder. I'd be like, you know. <laughs> no one can see. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nobody <laughs> can see that, but I was looking over my shoulder. <laughs> um, You'd always have to just be so careful. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't want to go back there. Like, I really don't want to have to go and hide myself. I want to be able to scream. I want to be able to do whatever I want, be effeminate as much as I want to, if that's you know a signal of me being gay. I want to be able to live you know, my own life and do what I want to. And I don't want someone to say that how I want behave is illegal. And also the way that how I behave is a way that I shouldn't. Whether it is in in a way that someone would say is like stereotypically gay, you know? Mm. I want to be myself. You're awesome. Um, anyway, I was going to say, actually, and I guess I always say like, I don't always form a stance, but I actually think that I don't care if he hosts the Oscars or not. I think it's possible. I still think it's possible for him to host the Oscars, right? I, at this point, I still think it's possible for him to do that. And it may overshadow, but that's going to happen now, regardless of whoever's there. If someone takes over, whether they're black, woman, gay, whatever. If they ever get, say if they got like a gay black guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, to like Kevin Hart for sure, right? I don't have a problem with him hosting the Oscars now. I think, and I believe, for him to show that he's truly sorry and said it, he needs to do something within the community. I don't think he's done enough. He's not done anything that springs to mind to balance the vile tweets that he sent out. They're really bad. They're not even like, like I think, I remember when those came out, I remember somebody said, what about these female comedians who also use the word faggot in their tweets? And they, like, they gave a long list, like Silver, uh, Sarah Silverman and like uh, maybe Tif- Tiffany Haddish as well. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to context and, and, and intent. The intent of their tweets was never aggressive towards gay it was using the f word talking about something else i don't think always it's about the um intent or the context especially if you're tweeting like there is no context there's no tone like so context is wrong i meant intent sorry intent uh, okay it's uh, the intent, the intent, intent is- because there's no tone because from words you can only read you can you you'll interpret that yourself right if you hear someone speaking it sometimes you can almost you know you get more from it than just writing and I don't think, and even just using the word, you can't normalize that word, especially if it's not your word. No, but it was Sarah Silverman, which she got in trouble for using that word anyway. And other people like that. No, but I mean, in the sense of, for example, if somebody was to call you a fag in an aggressive way, that to me is homophobic. Right. But if somebody, I think we've talked about this before, I've definitely mentioned it before. If somebody was to call you something like, oh, casually, so like a friend who not nobody's aggressive or anything. Or just do this. Don't be such a fag. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right to say it, but the intent isn't hurtful. It's not meant to be aggressive towards you personally. I'm not saying it's the good right choice of words, but it's definitely a lot more forgiving than somebody who's aggressively calling you a faggot. Do you know what I mean? It's the intent behind the word. I do, I do think there's an element of ownership of the word, though. Like, I wouldn't accept that. I wouldn't think it'd be okay for someone who wasn't gay to say that. I don't think, like, I don't think it's okay anybody to say it, but I could forgive somebody who said it a lot easier because the intent wasn't... Like his, I, would like, in, who, I would be less likely to if it was someone who's like a straight male or a straight woman. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but... Um, for example, Kevin Hart's tweets where he says the word fag, is, they're disgusting. 
they're homophobic. But Sarah Silverman, she shouldn't use the word, but she used the word, but it wasn't intently focused on gay men in any way. It wasn't, it, the word itself is obviously not a great word to use, but her, her tweet wasn't an attack on gay people. No, no, I get that bit. I just, I, I did, well, I already said it. I think there are like, I think there is a certain ownership of certain words. Like, you know, it's like the N word, like, I use it and I don't think anyone should, but also like, you know, black people take it and say that it's a word that we, so that we take the word back and the power from it. And I think that's the word for like faggot as well. Like I think if someone can say it and someone call me that, I would be more willing to accept it if it was from a gay person than if it wasn't. Anyway. Yeah. Let's say, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't use the, I don't use the word casually anyway. The only time I think I ever used it is whenever we talk about it on here. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think, I don't understand. I don't know a reason why I would use it. No. There's no reason why anybody would say that word or the N-word. It's... I don't like words like that. Like, I don't understand why someone would be like, even if you were reclaiming the word, there's no need to be like, you poof. Like, there's, I just can't envision a scenario where I'd want to use that. But then, no, I don't even say that's gay. I don't use that. I say bitch a lot. Bitch is a female dog. A dog is nature. And no, that word was like used against women, but I'll say it to everyone. In fact, I'll say it to men, women, gay, straight, dog, cat. I use that word a lot, and I don't know. I use the word a lot, and, and you use it a lot because they want to reclaim that word because they would have become bitches in a really bad way. And Did you see the video of the woman years ago where she's like all the different ways to say the word bitch? She's like, no, I want bitch. Yeah, she's like, she's like, when you want to get her attention. Bitch. <laughs> Whenever you've got gossip, <gasps> bitch. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> she's in a car, is she? I'm making it up. Yeah, no, she's in a car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good. I love that. It's true. It's so true. Bitch. Well, that's me done. Oh, awesome. Well, I want to talk about the female UFC fighter who leaves the robber bruised and bloodied after he tries to rob her using a cardboard gun in Brazil. So this is a, tw- a 26-year-old uh, UFC fighter called Pollyanna Viana. And I showed you the picture. Um, so the, Bra- the Brazilian UFC star held, held, him and held the guy until police arrived at the scene in Rio de Janeiro and it later emerged that the gun he was holding at gunpoint was cardboard. But this boy's face. He got fucked up. He got, it, it actually, it makes me feel sick looking at it. I mean, I know he tried to rob her, but I feel really sorry for this person. <laughs> I, th- I know what you mean. I, I think she did an awesome job. Like, you know, well done. The lesson is don't rob people. <laughs> like, look at the picture. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can't. I, I know what you mean. He, his, his face looks so fucked up that you almost want to be like, "Oh, uh, I feel sorry for him." But did you read the words? What words? Like what she'd said to him and what he said to her. In- I didn't read it all. What was it? Well, then he begged her. She was like, I'm going to call the police. And he begged her to so that she, she would stop beating him up. Yeah, she beat him up. And then she got him in a headlock. Like, she got him in a chokehold and held him there. Some, like, passers-by to call the police. And he was like, I want you to call the police. And then after, he was like, oh, I was just trying to get the time from you. Oh, yeah. And she was like, no, you're not. No, you wasn't. Yeah, because I think that's how he started. Like, he asked her for the time. Mm. Um, and then he had a supposed gun in his pocket which was um turned out to be cardboard but um i just thought it was i don't know if it's the right conversation to have after that but it just got me thinking about when it comes to trans people in sport how did you segue this is the way my brain works this is a woman who beat up a man very She's not trans, by the way just to put it out there no, she's not trans, no. But, okay. um, this is a woman who beat up a man. And I was sort of thinking, when it comes to things like boxing, if you had a male person trans to be a female, would it be fair 
for her to compete against other women. Given that the muscular build of men is biologically different from men to women. You asked me that question. Well, that's what my, that's, that's the question I came in my head. I don't know if you had an opinion on it. I was thinking about it some more and I know we have in some of the rugby clubs in, in, uh, England and here that we, you, you, you'd have women who transition to be men and they play in a male rugby club, which I think is totally fine because you, you know, you're kind of, cause it's unprofessional. You're already signing on to the consequences of you're going up against people who might be bigger than you, not necessarily, but might be bigger than you. And it's a bit of fun and friendly sport, but in a, in a professional arena, would it be, is it fair? Do you think, do you have any thoughts? I do. I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. Um, because I think this is one of the, one of, in one of the early podcasts that we had, we've spoken about something along these lines. Mm. We're talking about when men and women can, you know, be equal or, you know, have equality in some ways. And sport is one of the only areas where it's still very physiological. Men have an advantage over women in a majority of sports, purely by nature, right? Gen- generally stronger, faster, bigger than women on average. When it comes to most sports, especially like combat sports, if you're doing MMA or boxing and fighting sports like that, if you're playing rugby, football, anything, is okay. I think there needs to be, I think it needs to be looked into and I think that there needs to be a better understanding of it. There's never been put, there's never, as I'm aware, been a giant study on what makes someone more physically able. Right? Mm. If it's got to do with testosterone or estrogen in your body and things like that, I think there's talk of measuring the amount of testosterone in your body. Mm-hmm. How long you've been transitioning for is also really important. Where you are in that stage, because um, your body does change as you take your testosterone. Um, I don't think I, I think it's I, I don't think there's enough study into it. No, it's interesting. I'm going to give you an example of something that happened at the beginning of the year in America. Okay, go for it. Um, so there's a transgender female to male called Max. Mac Beggs, who is eight, who was eighteen years old at the time, and he had won. Um, female to male, female to male, right. um, identifies themselves as a male, mm-hmm. um, has been transitioning, but was not allowed to compete against men, right? And so had to compete against the women, but had been taking testosterone and things like that to transition, and won the whole competition the statewide competition was the best wrestler in the female division, despite the fact that he was not. Female. Well, to me, that's unfair. I don't know. It seems, so, it seems, I don't know. Cause it seems unfair both ways. Begs the wrestle in the boys division, but the rules for Texas public high schools require athletes to compete under the gender of their birth certificate. Yeah. This, he entered this year's state tournament with a 32 and 0 record, beating three female wrestlers on his way to the championship. That's crazy. It's crazy. And what is he supposed to do? That's a, it seems unfair both ways. Why is it unfair? What is unfair both ways? Well, to me, it seems if he's taken testosterone, has he then got an advantage over a woman who's not taken testosterone? If he's then going to be having to fight women? They, yeah, you do. Your body changes. Yeah, so he's got an, an advantage over them. Yeah. Um, but then when you move it up to the next, if he's competing against other men, do the other men have an advantage over him because their bodies are biologically built differently? That's why I'm not sure if there's been enough like study into how it would work exactly because of that. Yeah. Well, that's, to me, it seems unfair both ways. First time, first instance unfair in the other woman and the, Second instance, it's unfair on him because he's going to be at a disadvantage. I mean, it'd be awesome if he, I don't know, signs a waiver, competes against other men and then beats them all up, boxing in legitimately boxing terms or wrestling terms. But I mean, no, I think that's a disadvantage, not because they get beat up. I, I think that's an assumption you'd make. This wants to be able to compete at a 
they want to, fair enough. The disadvantage is that you're not able to compete in the level that you want to. Yeah, but if it's a safety thing. Well, that's why combat, any sport, and especially contact sport, combat sports, you know, it can be contentious, but then that becomes the lines of, you know, if you choose to do that and you want to both choose, not choose your identity, but identify yourself, why, I mean, why should you not be able to do the same in this um, athletic arena? I mean, I, I guess it really works if you're going from female to male and male to female, isn't it? Going to female to male, well, if you feel like you're putting yourself at a disadvantage because your body is taking less time to develop, I don't know, two years before, then mm. fair enough, because you're essentially you might be saying you're putting yourself at a disadvantage physically. But then if you're going from male to female, your body may have already been developed. So then to compete with, you potentially might be smaller, not as strong as you, then how can you decide, you know? Mm. I think, I you're think right. there's a in the future for sports to be both cross-gender, somehow mixed, and a space for transgender people. I just think that it needs to look at, there needs to be a way of assessing your physical ability at that point in time. There um, is a sport already that does this. Chess? CrossFit. Do they compete with each other? You can compete in teams. Well, I compete against women every day at the workout I do. That's you've got a little lady body. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how does that happen? I don't understand. No, I'm just saying that CrossFit to me seems like a sport where it is, it, it's... It's relative that, to you and your body, is it? Yeah, it's... I mean, they don't, they don't put men up against women. Um, but in a team workout, you would. Like, the exercise a woman would be doing, the man would do the same workout. Um, the difference might be women would usually do lighter weights. I mean, some sports like tennis have mixed doubles. Yeah, that's another good sport. Mixed doubles, yeah. Huh? Yeah, tennis is a good, another good example. Golf works in teams as well. So team sports in that respect, where you're not necessarily team sports that work, where you it's like an aggregate or something that you work towards all of your individual numbers count as a collective. Fair enough, but it's more like a team one where you're all in the same field. Yeah. You know, you've got to be careful about. I guess. There's clearly, I think there is a safety issue, but just think that, uh, there needs to be put more into researching what gives someone an advantage. Because on average, if you say that men are physically stronger and faster than women, that might be true. But at peak level, if you look at like sprinters, like 0.8 of a second to a second difference, which mm. is far better than a lot of men anyway. Mm. You know? I think you're right in saying that there needs to be more research done in it. I just find it strange that you've gone from oh, a woman beats up a man, so transgender people. That's what confuses me. No, it was it was more because well, it made the news because a woman beat up this man. That's why it's in the news. But and then it destroyed him. Just destroyed him. Yeah, his face is pulp. Um, you know that happened in the UK, right? Sorry. You know that happened here a couple of years ago. No. So there were two guys dressed up as women on a night out. Well, oh, like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a group of lads had started on them and being like, oh, you know, making gay jokes, whatever. And they didn't know that these two were MMA fighters. Yeah. And they batted him. Yeah, I just I remember the video of the guy getting punched and falling yeah, yeah, over yeah. the seat. And I remember they were on the great big quiz of the year when they were talking about it, like, who are these two people? And they were like, oh, they were the two people that beat up the other one. Um, and that made the news, not because it was a woman beat up a man, but the shock that they were getting, like, um, hate crimes and then didn't realize they're MMA fighters and got back out. Yeah, yeah. No, well, my thought process for this was this woman destroyed this man. And then I just started thinking, because she's a sports, she's a professional sportswoman, if she was a woman who was to transition into a man and beat up a man, or just got me thinking about that. Because if, if I ever have kids, they're learning martial arts. <laughs> Not at all. I'd never want them to fight. What? Obviously, I, I would never, I would never want my kids to fight, but I want my kids to be able to defend themselves. Yeah, that's different. I'll be less like people don't fight these days. I, you know, it's not bar- barbarian. Listen, we were talking not that long ago where people swiping. The world's more dangerous now than it is any other time. People are crazy out there. The killer. What? We were talking about people swiping phones off mopeds and stuff. Yeah, but you're not gonna fight someone who just swiped a moped off of you. 
No, but if somebody's come up and robbing you and they're going to threaten you with a knife, I'd be like, hi, nope. No way. Mm-mm. We might want to teach them that materials, material possession is not a thing. And if someone wants to, what would you rather your phone or your life? Because people have lost their lives over material possessions. Yeah, but somebody might stab, somebody might come up and rob you and stab you anyway, regardless. Like, you don't know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The killers but, are everywhere. <laughs> but if someone wants to take my phone and beat me up and they said, give me a phone, I'd be like, here, take it. I don't care. All right. What if somebody came up to rape you? That's different. We didn't say that. Rubbing. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about self-defense, but you don't want to be able to defend. Well, I mean, I guess it's a different topic. You know, people go into shock apparently, where even if they could, for some reason, if they feel vulnerable and in terms of rape, people, some people get go into shock. So it's not so much just the fighting of it; it's more about the ability to calm yourself and mentally yourself in the right position. Which some martial arts may help you. I don't know. Well, my my kids will be learning martial arts. Okay, fair enough. I think that's good. I think any good exercise group, discipline, all that sort of stuff, for children and for adults. Yeah, it's true. it's true. But I don't want them fighting on the streets. They're going to be too pretty for that. <laughs> Your kids will be models. I think so. Mm. That is what I would teach them. I'll send them to runway school. <laughs> <laughs> how good that be? And by runway school, I mean I'll teach them how to do runway. <laughs> the runway house. You'll be the headmaster. Oh, my God, yeah. Imagine, like, these little four-year-olds in, like, little heels. <laughs> so good. A little line of us, like ducks, isn't it, you know? <laughs> I'll teach him how to jump and death drop off a stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, people leave us reviews and we can uh call your name out like we did Mickey Walsh who shared it on his social, which I thought was awesome. So if people also shared it on the social, make sure they tag us that we know that you shared it. Because if you don't tag us, we we, we don't see everything unfortunately. Mm. Mm. But- is the year that we're going to get one million followers, should we say? Oh, like two million. Let's shoot oh, for okay. the stars. Shoot for the Definitely stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll only get there for beautiful followers and listeners. Share. It's all on you. You are so beautiful. Stop. To me. It's like, you've seen it. Over Christmas, because it's quiet, I did a face mask every other day. And it's really paid off. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. Have you done something with your beard? You know what? Beard, your beard looks different. Mm, it's a little bit blacker. You're dying. Well, my barber is very inconsistent and does different shapes, and sometimes it comes out like really nice as R&B. I'm going through one of those phases. This looks like a George Michael. Which is the same as a nice as R&B. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, have a good week, actually. Yeah, you too. Look forward to next week. Yas, yas queen. I'm saying that a lot now as well. Yas queen. Oh, wow. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit behind, okay? Behind on the times. All right. Anyway, bye bye. Bye. bye.